Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello and welcome to all of my fellow medical providers. Today we're going to be talking about femoral acetabular impingement. Today is episode 96 on the OrthoEvalPal podcast. And it's quite interesting, you know, every time I start mulling over if I should do a certain topic or not, uh, something comes up that just drives me in a certain direction. And um, interestingly enough, my wife recently uh, has been developing significantly increased pain in her hip and following an evaluation of her, it really looks like she has a femoral acetabular impingement. So today we're going to be talking about some of the causes, the signs and symptoms, and how I like to treat femoral acetabular impingement. But before we get started, I'd like to take a moment just to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So what does femoral acetabular impingement mean? Well, I'm going to be using the term FAI quite a bit here today just to uh, make it a little simpler uh, as we're talking about this. So, you know, what is FAI? Well, if you look at the normal hip, there's a nice ball and socket and it, usually that's nice and smooth when we're young. Uh, this is uh, generally never a problem, okay? And so what happens is you can develop some ridging of that acetabular socket in the outer edge of the ball of the uh, the femur and this can develop some spurs. These spurs can cause some excessive amount of pinching, usually with repetitive flexion of the hip. Um, and then this can also cause some breakdown to the labrum, that acetabular labrum, that piece of cartilage that helps to conform the ball into the socket nicely. And as it becomes more damaged, that can cause more pain. Uh, so what are some of the signs and symptoms of femoral acetabular impingement or FAI? Well, the most common is groin pain, okay, especially with repetitive end range motion um, and most commonly with end range flexion, adduction, and internal rotation of the hip. Now, this can occur with other motions because obviously you can get spurring on any aspect of that acetabular ridge or um, around the femoral head, but most commonly uh, it's groin pain with repetitive flexion and internal rotation. 
The pain can also migrate down the anterior thigh and sometimes almost down as far as the knee, but never past the knee. If you get pain that migrates past the knee, you need to be thinking about some sort of a ridiculous uh, neural compression problem. Okay, so that's important to, to remember that you can have anterior thigh pain and even occasionally a deep ache in the uh, knee when you have intraarticular hip problems. And you can also have some discomfort around the lateral aspect of the hip. Uh, and the patients will generally say, you know, it feels like it's really deep. All right. So those are some of the signs and symptoms. Now, there are two different types of FAI that occurs. There's the cam lesion and a pincer lesion. And what I'm going to try to do for you folks is add links in the show notes with very short videos uh, demonstrating what these are because it's it's hard uh, to explain it completely. But if you have a cam lesion, C-A-M, um, basically, imagine this. You're taking a look at this this bony structure of the femur. You have the head, you have the neck, and then you have the greater tuberosity. Between the greater tuberosity and the head, there's kind of like a little valley there along the neck. Well, imagine filling that valley up with putty or with more bone, okay? The, the acetabulum is not going to have a place to drop, and it's going to butt up against that bone really quickly. Um, and that will give you a really firm endpoint. Okay, so that is a cam type lesion where that that space where the acetabulum is supposed to fall in around the head is uh, that space is filled in. And so uh, you're getting a real bony abutment there. The next problem is the next type of FAI is a pincer lesion where you can develop some really sharp bony spurs usually off of the acetabulum. And if you think about it, when that ball is riding in the socket, if you have spurs around the edge of that socket, they're going to hit and impinge more on the humeral head. And that is more of a pincer type lesion. And again, this will give you very similar symptoms, okay, like a pinching type sensation in the anterior aspect of the hip, and it will cause some restriction, uh, and a real significant restriction. So people with these types of lesions usually have a positive sign of the buttock. I can also put a link uh, for that in the show note. All right. So how do you evaluate this? Well, the first thing I do is I, I typically ask the question, you know, do you have a hard time putting your shoes and socks on? Do you have a hard time reaching your feet? And usually the answer is yes. And they feel this very sharp, deep pain in the anterior aspect of the hip. They usually have with passive range of motion an empty or a painful end feel and a firm end feel. Okay, it's not usually real springy. It doesn't feel like it's soft tissue. It's usually pretty sharp and usually abrupt. Um, these folks will generally offer good resistance to manual muscle testing in pretty much all motions, but occasionally will have a hard time with resisted flexion of the hip, especially if they do a straight leg raise type position and you give them resistance at the ankle. Now, people will think, well, maybe that is a hip flexor tendonitis. But what actually happens is the, the femoral head will drive into the acetabulum and cause some acetabular irritation. And so that's not uncommon to see when you manually muscle test them. The pain is usually a sharp discomfort, and it'll be more of an impingement type of, of pain. They'll also have pain with a fader test, a capital, that's, that's capitalized F-A-D-I-R, where they have pain with flexion, adduction, and internal rotation in combination. 
So when you have somebody with these symptoms, a great place to start would be to have x-rays done to see if there is spurring or to see if there's a cam lesion, and you can, you can see this on x-ray. And then if you want to get a little bit deeper to identify if there are any other surrounding soft tissue uh, problems, I would order or request an MRA, an MR arthrogram. And the reason why you do this over an, a regular MRI is because when you add that contrast, it really gives you a little bit better definition of the labrum. So if there is an acetabular labral injury um, that could be mimicking all this, you can uh, pick this out just a, a lot better with the MRA than you can with the MRI. Um, and so you get that diagnosis, all right? And and should you treat this conservatively? And the question is yes, because sometimes um, you just have a lot of surrounding hip muscle weakness that is not supporting the joint very well, so that joint is overworking. And when it does, it just takes up a lot more strain. It can stress the ridge, the ridge of the acetabulum and can also stress that labrum quite a bit. So I'm real big on trying to stretch the hip flexors out a little bit to optimize extension because you'll see these people start to lose that extension of the hip, especially when they're walking. And um, I like to really work on building the strength surrounding the hip, especially the glute medius, glute maximus, and the external rotators of the hip because they really contract a lot when the foot strikes the ground and help to support the joint. Now, one thing I see a lot of providers do with people who have hip pain is instruct patients in single knee and diagonal knee to chest stretches. And this actually causes a significant amount of impingement of the hip. It'll give you, it'll certainly cause more trouble. So I really avoid those exercises like the plague when I suspect an impingement, uh, femoral acetabular impingement problem. So injections can also be helpful. Um, they're not so helpful if it's purely a bony impingement issue, but if there is a labral issue or some surrounding soft tissue um, discomfort, then the injection can be helpful and uh, also extremely diagnostic. So I always ask where the injection was given um, to uh, help me diagnose that patient uh, a little bit better. And as a last resort, if they don't get better with the injection, they don't get better with therapy and a modification of activity, then uh, you know surgery uh, can be an option for or debridement of uh, some of those bony spurs and um, you know taking care of that cam lesion and if they have an underlying labral issue well that can be also addressed at the time so um, we're not going to get into the technicalities of surgery I'd like to bring a surgeon on and we're going to uh, who specializes in this and uh, we'll have a nice long discussion about when you do surgery on these types of problems so that is our show on femoral acetabular impingement today folks I hope you enjoyed it um, please make sure you get to our YouTube channel. It's called Ortho Valpal with Paul Marquis. I have tons of videos on there, a lot of them um, in regards to the hip, and uh, I'll be adding some new ones uh, real soon uh, for uh, you know a hip evaluative testing, and uh, there are a lot of them on there with patients who actually have hip issues. Uh, make sure you like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and if you want to connect with me, go to, uh, uh, you know, email me at paul at orthoevalpal.com, and I'll be be more than happy to try to get back to you as soon as I can and or uh, put up a show with a topic that you may be interested in regarding orthopedics. So with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope you all have a great day. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.